0: You.
1: Hurry up!
0: Hurry up! come with me if you want to live hey yo what's going on friends welcome back to another spectacular episode of in madness Pottage. sean the butcher here with vertebrae 33 how's it going buddy
2: What's up, Sean? How are you?
0: Ah, uh, man, I uh, when I'm not passing out at death metal shows and Ooh. suffering from heat stroke and burning myself from not wearing suntan lotion to the beach, uh, I'm I'm pretty good. It's been a wild wild weekend I was just telling you uh, it's going to be fun getting through this episode this extensive episode of in madness pod uh, but I'm okay I'm okay how, how are you doing how are you doing I'm good I, I don't
2: think I had as much of an adventure as you did do you do you want to clue anyone so, so I'll so,
0: so highlight it on really quickly this okay. uh, I, I've mentioned it a couple times on our point fives the Sanguisugabog tour came through to New York this oh you were
2: pumped bad. and I was going to go but it was sold out.
0: So. It's fine. Yeah, I'm sure you were going to go. <laughs> yeah. Um and and you know and I just saw Metallica in New Jersey 80,000 people. You want to talk about a spectacle it was something to be had however in my heart of hearts i was still way more excited for this 200 cap dive bar long island death metal bonanza show that happened so okay. i was there all day at the venue doing interviews with all the bands. shout outs to gates to hell vomit forth dead body sanguisuga bog and cruelty from Japan this band flew in from Japan to play at Long Island New York at the Amityville Music Hall i did an interview with their frontman zuma and uh asked immediately are there any godzilla fans and cruelty and There were, we talked about Godzilla. So shout outs to Cruelty. So I'm there all day. I'm doing interviews. I'm outside in the sun, but I'm eating. I'm having protein bars. I'm drinking Gatorade. I'm drinking water. I stay plenty hydrated. I always got my little thing here. I'm always sipping on my little baby bottle. All right. And five minutes before Sangu Suga takes the stage. They're all set up. Everything is on stage. They're plugged in. They're checked. They're ready to go and and I start getting foggy Ooh. and and I don't know weird and 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 strange feeling shout out to my man Scott Summer I was like Scott I need to walk outside and I started walking to the door and I didn't make it to the door for the first time in my entire life I fainted in the middle of the venue in front of everybody which was so crazy embarrassing and I I remember I felt like I was sleeping and I heard my buddy Scott like, whoa, whoa, we need some help here. And I was like, Hmm, I wonder who Scott's talking about. (laughs) And then opened up my eyes and I was on the floor. And I'm like, whoa, I don't dehydration, low blood sugar. Who knows? Who knows? I went to the doctor. I'm okay. They just called me today. They said I had like low glucose levels, but they said it was nothing to worry about. Um, but, yeah, I've never fainted in my life. And, it, like, that venue gets really hot. And I was drinking a couple beers. And I was smoking a couple things. All uh, right. but, you know, no different than normal. However, uh, I'm turning 40 any second now. And problems I never used to have before are, you know, becoming problems that I need to recognize and be more aware of. Um, so yeah, another reason you won't come out because if I pass the fuck out, you're then going to be responsible for me. For- <laughs> the thing
2: is, is I, I I would totally help you out, but like you're you're bigger than me, dude, and like that's the so thing like if I-, I go to grab you i'm going down with you just, and then we just got both of us on the floor just
0: and- just protect my dome just don't and my buddies i'm like did i hit my head and he's like no i caught you you fell in a sitting position and i'm like thank god i'm always naturally in a sitting position well
2: you know <sighs> immediately and i'm glad crazy. you're okay thank was, you thank uh, you crazy freaked crazy. out and i'm glad you're okay and everybody listens glad you're okay but after you told me I immediately rang Cyberdyne Systems, and I was like, <laughs> "Can we get a Sean two to replace?" And you they know, said, irreplaceable. That's yeah, that's, that's, that's
0: very. Say. That's very nice of you. You know what wouldn't ever pass out is a Terminator.
2: I mean, I don't know. They get gray beards. We established that at some. point. I mean, before. that was a
0: weird thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You so, have
2: to add in that kind of stuff to them.
0: But So enough of my drama. This is in a point 0.5. Thank you for joining <laughs> us for all the 0.5s. You know um, what? Maybe
2: to use too high of a percentage of your brain.
0: And that's what I was right? thinking. Like I was sitting there and I was like, right. what's happening right now? What is going on right now is my, I, I thought my brain was going to explode, but luckily I just fell asleep for a quick second, but it was weird. It was fuck. it was weird, but enough, enough of that. Thank you. I'm okay. Did you tell I, okay. I,
2: I got to know though. Did you tell the band? Did they know?
0: No, I don't want I was so embarrassed. And I was like, I dude, dude, for shout out to my man, Chris McCarthy, who works the door at Amityville music hall because like he's the bouncer and he's my buddy. And when you get dragged out of a club, they yeah. don't let you back in because like you've had enough that you're not, you're not having any more. Um, I have been waiting for months to see Sanguisuga Bog, and I passed out right before them. So when I came to, I was like, I have to get back in the venue to watch three or four of these guys. folks. Yo, know, I had to. Commitment. They were so good. Shout-outs to Sangu sugabog one of the best death metal bands ever. But shout-outs to everybody who looked out for me. Shout-outs to Muncie. Shout-outs to Scott Summer. Shout-outs to my man Chris McCarthy and the whole crew. And AmiVa Music Hall brought me waters, brought me everything, brought me all this. But I'm, we've gone six minutes into my bullshit. I've had enough of talking about it's this. It's okay. Rap.
2: People want to know about it. Us,
0: thank dude. you. Thank you. I'm all right. I'm all right. I went to the doctor. Uh, we are on the socials at In Madness Pod. We are on Thread we are at, at gmail if you want to contact us in madness at gmail.com subscribe to the youtube subscribe to the in madness spotify playlist i keep adding songs we got the terminator theme we got johnny booth we got the witch we got the ronettes we got all this crazy i music. mean i
2: think at this point you gotta add a Say it for me, Sean. Sangua.
0: Sangua Suga Bog. Yeah. I, that, uh, that I, I, I will put my favorite Sangua Bog song on there. We want to hear from you. What I'm loving. What I'm loving is in Madness Monday. Monday is the worst day of the week. I don't care who you are, what you do. Monday sucks always. However, there's nothing better than waking up every Monday morning now and having a brand new episode of In Madness Pod. This is for my own personal preference, preference. but if you agree with me, I'd like to hear it on the socials. I love In Madness Monday. This We didn't think it was going to happen like this, but I feel like this is a phenomenal idea we've had. they drop a brand new episode, not bi-weekly, now right. weekly, every single Monday.
2: And you know, it starts early for me because I, uh, I stay up past midnight to make sure the episode's <laughs> dropped correctly. What and day is it? Typo because I'm here, so yeah, my Monday
0: starts you know, like 12 30. So, since we're eight minutes into this this. episode, what episode, vertebrae, are we doing for episode 16?
2: Episode 16, in Madness Pod, and we're doing T2. If you haven't guessed from all our right on the nose hints, (laughs) Terminator 2 released July 3rd, 1991. All right, director James Cameron. Our buddy's back at it again. Sean called him. He's not coming on the podcast anytime soon. Uh, So we get Arnold back as the Terminator. Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor. Introducing Edward Folong as John Connor. We get Earl Bowen back as Dr. Silberman. So we get our Loomis back. And we do get another Halloween reference in this movie. Um, And we get Robert Patrick as the T-1000. And we're going to do just a quick, I'm going to do a quick aside on Robert Patrick, because you know this already. Probably everybody already knows this, but you have to say it out loud, or people don't think you know what you're talking about. The older brother of Richard Patrick, uh, from the band
0: Filter. Uh, Their big hit song, Sean, was... Hey, man, nice shot. Absolutely.
2: And the song is based on uh, Pennsylvania treasure... Uh, who shot himself on live TV January 22nd, 1987. Uh, he held a press conference and he was found guilty of 11 counts of conspiracy, mail fraud, and perjury. Uh, accepting a bribe from, and we'll put a pin in this, Computer Technology Associates. I'm going to bring it back around for a contract. Okay. The sad thing is, and I didn't realize this in doing the research, is that there was a documentary that came out called honest man the life of bud dwyer and it actually goes into one of the witnesses admits that he lied and so the story was made up so he may have not been guilty and just been that difficult to sort of face everything with his family and drag everybody through it um but bring us back around instead of bringing us down computer technology associates. When you go to their website, it says for more than 30 years, CTA has been a pioneer and leader in mission critical systems, engineering, architecture, data science, and artificial intelligence enterprise (sighs) application. So we go all the way back around. Wow. (laughs) I brought us back at least Sean. I dug (laughs) us into a hole, but you can't at least acknowledge you have to acknowledge he was the brother of, you know, I think it was the singer of filter, right? Richard Patrick, you have to acknowledge that. Um, the soundtrack, uh, Brad Fidel, uh, back again, the novelization, cause there is a novelization of this. Um, and some people love when I point, point that out is, uh, Randall Frakes who also wrote the Terminator novelization. Um, and then the special effects, the groundbreaking special effects. So we get Stan Winston back again. Um, and everything in this movie, as we go through it, right, is like a plused up version of Terminator in a lot of ways. We get the legendary Dennis Muren heading up ILM, Industrial Light and Magic's effects on this. And he worked on Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park, Abyss, Willow, recent Star Wars movies, and T2 won an Oscar for visual effects. Um, and I and I, we said it before in the episode before, This is the movie that most people went to and then went back to see Terminator.
0: Is that that was your recollection before? That's how I
2: see this in the theater. No,
0: no. I definitely saw it on like HBO or something. Right. Yeah. yeah.
2: This was a huge HBO movie. I remember that being a really big deal. Um, So that's it for kind of our groundwork. This is a lot. This movie is a lot.
0: I'm telling you right now, we're breaking it up into two because <laughs> it is so long. I forgot that it is a two hour plus movie. Yes. Um, but it, it doesn't feel, it never feels like it is because it is so much fun from beginning to end. Do you have all your gnarly bits ready? Are we ready to begin? TV?
2: I'm ready. I will say that I watched the theatrical version as well as the special extended version. And when we get to a few parts where there's that extended stuff in it, which version did you watch
0: the regular, whichever one was on Netflix, I think. Right.
2: So I got the, I bought like the 4k and watched it. And then it was like, Oh, the special extended. And there were some scenes in there where I was like, Whoa, okay. Okay. This is weird. This changes things a lot. Um, so I will, I made sure I made a note because I was like, I'm going to get really lost because Sean's going to be talking about something. And I'm going to be like, Hey, what about that part where, but uh, so I try to go back and make a note on any of the extended uh,
0: scenes. So this is it. Episode 16 in madness pod, Terminator two judgment day, our very first sequel to an episode. We have not wrapped an episode and followed it up with the, ep- the movie's sequel ever. I'm glad that Terminator and Terminator 2 are our very first ones. The movie opens. We see traffic. We see people, kids, playing happily on a swing set while this haunting music plays in the background. Then the clip cuts to total destruction. A skeleton sitting in the driver's seat of a car. Behind it, there's a gang of other completely destroyed cars, a highway overpass. Uh, cars on and half destroyed. This is Los Angeles, 2029. So once again, six years from now, we see a children's playground. It is wiped out. It is destroyed. And we hear a female voice, our hero, Sarah Connor. Three billion human lives ended on August 29th, 1997. The survivors called the war Judgment Day. They lived only to face a new nightmare, the war against the machines. Sick. That clip right there is used at the end of Hunter Killer, which I recently added to the In Madness playlist from Fear Factory, which is Fear Factory. If you didn't listen to our previous Terminator episode, like based their entire idea of the band around these Terminator movies. And uh, Hunter Killer was referenced in Terminator 1. So I added it to the In Madness playlist. And that clip of her saying the war against the machines is in that song, Hunter Killer. So make sure you check that out on the In Madness playlist. Uh, but while Sarah's giving this dialogue, the camera is panning across all this destruction piles of human skulls everywhere and then a skull gets crushed by a foot. (laughs) A foot of a Terminator.
2: Uh, And we get all this cool model work here too, right? Uh, Much like in the original, we get a more elaborate version of this. Uh, The novelization notes that this takes place July 11th, 2029. So we get a specific date. Did she say that in the beginning? July 11th?
0: No, she said August 29th. Yeah. 1997. Yeah.
2: So I don't know. <laughs> My notes either are wrong or they changed it a little for an observation, <laughs> which could happen.
0: But I had yeah. a July 11th date. But the camera pans up. We see it the full Terminator exoskeleton in all of its badass glory. It's carrying the plasma rifle that that, uh, Arnold was looking for in Terminator 1 that he couldn't find from the uh, drunk neighbor from Gremlins. (laughs) Uh, In the background, there's more plasma rifles firing off, explosions, a giant tank rolling over piles of skulls and bones, all this futuristic shit flying around. And then we see our survivors, actual humans battling it out with the machines. The humans seem to be losing badly But they do manage to get a couple of shots off. We see a Terminator injured, armless on the ground. It's reaching Mm -hmm. for its missing parts. And then one of the dudes comes with a torpedo or a plasma rifle and starts shooting it. Uh, They take out one of the flying crafts with a torpedo. Uh, We see a man walking down a long corridor. He's being saluted as he's walking. Clearly, he is a big deal. The head honcho. We hear Sarah Connor's voice telling us the computers which controlled the machines, Skynet sent two terminators back through time uh we met in our previous episode reese and arnold yes their mission destroy the leader of the human resistance john connor my son we see a grown-ass john connor amongst all the surviving troops with a big scar on his face still fighting the battle sarah says the first terminator was programmed to strike me in 1994 before john was born but it failed the second uh Do
2: do we know if the scars from that or did he crash his dirt bike?
0: I mean, while listening to uh, (laughs) (laughs) Guns N' Roses with Spudnik.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, The second was sent to strike at John himself when he was still a child. Like before, the resistance was able to send a warrior, a protector for John. It was just a question of which one would get to him first. Bum bum, bum 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 our <laughs> iconic terminator music kicks in and we get terminator two judgment day the opening credit shot is crazy like this wall of fire engulfing this children's playground yeah and the, on
2: the uh director's commentary cameron it says that they called him the force uh you know the four horsemen of the apocalypse except he had to clarify that it was a horse a seahorse a turtle and a chipmunk that were burning. So
0: <laughs> everything, everything's on fire. The swings, the merry go round, everything covered in fire. And slowly through the fire, the face of our iconic villain appears, the Terminator robot with those glowing red eyes. Mm-hmm. The movie begins, a truck drives off, and in between a few other parked trucks, once again we get our lightning. Our oh my god, hang on, really quick. Did you see the lightning a couple of nights ago when it, it like I, three in the middle of the night, yeah. Dude, in at three o'clock in the morning, the thunder yes. hit. It sh- it shook my entire house. Yeah. I I looked two. outside, and it was it yeah. was strobe light lightning. Yeah. Uh, oh man, it, this is Judgment Day. The world is totally gonna end.
2: <laughs> or it was a lightning storm.
0: Yeah. No, but like I've never seen a lightning storm like that in. Yeah, that was a crazy one. My life. And, and when people go back and listen to this episode three years from now, they're going to... Be- yeah, it's going to be like, no no big deal. Because the planet's going to be like Jupiter, where there's hurricanes and... Uh, <laughs> like,
2: yeah. what are those guys complaining about? One, yeah, yeah. One a bunch of
0: um, <laughs> in between, you know, we get our lightning again, a portal opens, and then the portal closes. And once again, we got Naked Arnold sent from the future
2: because nothing uh
0: what is it that doesn't come through nothing nothing dead can make it through the portal okay what i dig about this portal that is different than terminator one is that when the portal appears any part of the other trucks that are near the portal are now just disintegrated. Yeah, so it's it's
2: the end of the truck, right? It's got a curve on it.
0: A glowing, burning.
2: Some paint on it or whatever to have it be glowing and then the ground has a little bit... So yes, this first time, second time in this movie already, we're seeing a more elaborate version when they got more money to make this film or what they're able to do. So there's a lot of very similar beats in this movie to the original. uh, But with... A much larger budget.
0: Yes. Arnold is standing in a glowing red hole in the ground. It's searing hot. He's back to kill John Connor. Right. You would think. He makes his way to the bar near the truck stop. We see his Terminator vision assessing the outside of the bar. All the motorcycles parked outside. He opens the door and walks in this biker bar butt ass naked. Hey. Yeah. And we get,
2: we get real stats this time. So we're, you know, the budget is a little more elaborate. So we're getting him scanning vehicles. Um, and then obviously we'll find out what he does when he gets inside. But we're getting real stats now.
0: These bikers don't take too kindly to Arnold's naked ass being in their bar. But he's scanning all the patrons looking for the perfect match and he finds one. He walks up to a biker and says, I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs> The biker does just that, laughs his ass off and says, you forgot to say please.
2: And he blows he blows smoke in his face. And and if you pause it, it was scanned as uh, said carbon monoxide 93, nicotine level 67, and contaminant O2. So there's like a scan of the smoke.
0: Stop no. smoking cigarettes, kids. It's just going to kill you. Yeah. And then he puts his cigar out on Arnold's chest. Bad But Arnold does not flinch, which confuses the biker. Arnold grabs his hand to break it. Another biker hits Arnold over the head with his pool stick. Arnold grabs him and throws him through the bar front window and then takes the biker with his clothes he wants and throws his ass into the kitchen. On top of the grill, and the dude is freaking out because the grill is on.
2: <laughs> now all hell's
0: breaking loose. Bikers want to fight. Arnold is kicking pretty much all of their asses, so the other bikers back off. He goes up to the biker on the grill and he's all burnt up on the floor. The dude pulls out a gun. Arnold snatches it out of his hand. The biker throws him his keys. Dan. cut to bad to the bone playing which immediately i feel sets the tone for this whole movie there you (laughs) go vertebrae's got the sunglasses on and
2: and so i got i got a question and a statement yeah my statement is that cameron says he had a huge argument with the editors of the film there were a couple editors on it they didn't want to use bad to the bone because they felt it had been used too much And Cameron's reply to them was, yeah, but it's cool. So they just, you know, everybody ended that argument. I will say I'm confused after multiple viewings of this. Why doesn't Arnold just kill everybody in the bar? Especially the guy outside. Why does he... Later on, we get it. He's changing.
0: So... so... At a point in the movie, he goes, you reprogrammed me to come back. So maybe when he was reprogrammed, he was reprogrammed to be a little less of a Terminator. Maybe, but but, there yeah, but a it doesn't... Scene. Yeah, but it's, it that, that doesn't prove when we first meet him with John, because the first thing he tries to do is kill the guy. So
2: Right, and there is a cut scene in this movie that we'll get to that was added in a special edition that speaks to that a little bit. But uh yeah, it was just... I don't know if that's just we're setting him up for who he's going to be later on, Um, but it was certainly uh, felt a little bit of a kinder, gentler Terminator.
0: It feels like it's not going to be as goddamn serious as the first movie was immediately from that alone. Right out rocks Arnold all black leather he walks over to the bike and out comes the bartender he fires off his shotgun and says i can't let you take the boy's wheel son (laughs) Arnold gets off his bike he walks up to the bartender and snatches the shotgun out of his hands he slowly backs the guy into a corner you think he's gonna kill him but he reaches in his pocket and takes out his sunglasses (laughs) and like classic terminator throwing on his shades yeah back to the bike and tear his ass out of there
2: and he also the conveniently there's a spot to put the gun on the bike did you notice that it's
0: like perfect it's all perfect happens
2: to be there perfectly
0: (laughs) we cut to a cop driving down an alley we see more lightning the cop stops his car and gets out to check it he approaches a fence that clearly just had a portal open near it because there's a wide gaping open hole with scorched ends just like the trucks had in the beginning Very cool. And from behind, here comes a naked Robert Patrick, our other Terminator. He kills the cop, takes his gun and his clothes. He goes in the cop car, finds the computer, types in John Connor, and his whole rap sheet comes up.
2: Yeah, and it comes up. It's uh, trespassing, shoplifting, disturbing the peace, vandalism, Uh, current guardians, Todd and Janelle
0: Voight. And we'll get into them in a minute. And sure enough, his home address. Yeah. Now the hunt is on. Cut to the burbs. We see mom outside yelling at John. Get in that room and clean up that pigsty of yours. (laughs) John's working on his motorbike, wearing his public enemy shirt, and listening to Guns and Roses. My hint from the previous episode.
2: And that is... Boy, if nothing says the 90s, the early 90s, more than I'm going to listen to Guns N' Roses while I wear my Public Enemy shirt, then that. That is, and and we promised, we teased this before, right? The Public Enemy, and this was our hint, it was Guns N' Roses and, and Public Enemy. Um, and I'll get to the Public Enemy one real quick, because people are like, well, we already went on 50 tangents, but it's a free podcast. It's so our yeah, podcast. Let's deal with it uh i i saw public enemy in concert sick and i saw him in chicago at the aragon ballroom i should have looked up the date but i didn't but it was in the early 90s um and what's crazy about it is it wasn't soon removed from a jane's addiction show i saw in philadelphia and we could get to the, the later date that ended in a riot uh and i'm in chicago and I'm in the Aragon Ballroom, it was Public Enemy and Sonic Youth. Oh, sick! Was the was the show? Having a great time, and leave there, and there's uh, like a um, an anti-war protest outside, right? And it was just an insane crowd and just a mess going on, and we had to kind of try to sneak our way out, my buddy and I, against the wall of the building as as we left. But I got to see Public Enemy and Sonic Youth. I did have a t-shirt, a Public Enemy shirt. I, I I, was looking for it. I don't know where it is. I, I'll admit it. I, I was bad at throwing t-shirts away back in the day. Now I keep everything like a crazy old man. But uh, I, I don't know what happened to it. But that's my that's my Public Enemy story. They were fantastic live. And a weird bill with Sonic Youth, by the way.
0: Very yeah, strange. Cool. I, I mean, I, I also did see Public Enemy. Uh, they played at a Rock the Bells Festival years ago. I think it was governor's island or randall's island one of those damn islands right um and that was an insane lineup uh cypress hill wu-tang clan and rage against the machine uh sick sick yeah public enemy respect to pe yes we'll should possibly-
2: uh, put a song on that
0: I'll, I'll dump a, a pe song on on in madness pod and i mean we don't need the guns N' roses one on there do we i don't think we need the guy everyone's heard the guns N' roses song a million times uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Do you want to sing it for me? Do you? Uh, no, no. That's I'm good. good. It was, it's you could be mine, right? Yes. You could be mine. Right? Yeah. 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 It was
2: on uh, "Use Your illusion 2, Yeah. Right. So one and two were released the same time, September 17th, 1991. So this movie comes out in July. That song's in the movie. It's a huge hit. Uh, I had mentioned on the tease that it was the B side of that kiss single, was Civil War, which is a song that I absolutely love still to this day and like it better than um, You Could Be Mine, but not as fun on a dirt bike when you're ri- when you're riding around on a dirt bike. And I did go... So if I don't mention this, a buddy of mine who listens to podcasts will kill me, but we went at midnight to buy Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. Sick. Yeah. And we we, we drove him. He had, if this is not early 90s, he had some house speakers in the back of his... <laughs> his trooper and we were blasting music and we went at midnight to buy buy guns and roses at maybe like a tower records that's also dating this whole conversation at tower records uh usually illusion one and two but a gigantic hit and getting that song before that album even drops was probably a really big deal for them at this time too
0: back in the days record stores you, you would put out Albums at midnight for the youngins listening. Uh, the I only did it one time, uh, Slipknot Iowa. Oh, nice! Uh, oh, said, Iowa, wow. wow, it'll it'll be available at Tower Records at midnight. So, me and my buddy eleven forty five, go smoke a blunt drive to tower records, and we're banging on their door at midnight and they're closed and they're like, What? the hell are you doing here and what do you want (laughs) and i'm like the website the website said and they had no idea what we're talking about they still let us in and they let us buy the iowa albums it was mad funny
2: You were the only people there asking for it. I think there was like,
0: I think two or three people showed up after us, which made us look a little more legit than some psychos just showing up at midnight. Oh, man. I
2: I guess headquarters didn't clue them in on the midnight. Oh, man. That shit
0: used to happen all the time. So, yeah, (laughs) it's very cool. So, he's in his Public Enemy t shirt listening to Guns N' Roses and he's working on his bike with Spudnik from the TV show Salute Your Shorts. (laughs) <laughs> remember that one with donkey lips no oh uh, you don't remember no. S- salute your shorts Is no you, you totally do no i do not yeah there was a show on nickelodeon called salute your shorts and the redhead kid uh, who's john connor's friend and terminator was spud nick on salute your shorts great wow. show i used to watch it Where i have the- never seen that show i've never heard of it Yeah, yeah he was a troublemaker in the show and he's a troublemaker in this um, yeah. John ignores his stepmother as she walks away. Spudnik says, your foster parents are kind of dicks. So you yeah. know John's been adopted. If we didn't get it from the screen when uh, our cop Terminator was looking it up. Our foster mom, yep.
2: Janelle, mm-hmm. is played by Jeanette Goldstein, who famously played Private <gasps> Vasquez in Aliens. Yo! <laughs>
0: It never hit me ever until you just started saying it. And I saw her face and I was like, he's going to tell me she's someone. I was like, it's Vasquez from Aliens, isn't it? Hey Vasquez, anyone ever mistake you for a man? No. (laughs) How about you? Foster mom goes to complain to foster dad about John not cleaning his room dad goes outside to yell at john but off goes john on his motorbike with sputnik Mm. we cut to the state hospital and there she is sarah connor in the nut house doing pull-ups on her bed and she is jacked yeah completely
2: ripped this is so i always have a running joke of like anyone in a tank top is just like hey sarah connor like just like she's just got completely shredded for this movie and i will say cameron mentions this on the the commentary and I agree her acting in this movie is absolutely amazing. And she does. And I know I say amazing a lot, so I'm going to say it less, but, but she does such a great job, but people always, their go-to is the shape that she was in. And yes, she got in phenomenal shape for the movie, but I think that lessens this deep acting that she does in this film. I, I think this is by far the best thing she's ever done. Right. However,
0: yes. Mean? Yes. With this character. Yes. However, there's two lines in this movie that bother me deeply because I don't Uh-oh. like the way they were written and I don't Uh-oh. like the way they do. They were done. Oh, no. And we're going to
2: get our first negative
0: episode of yeah, it. In- no, 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 it's just it's just a line. I like, I love this movie, but there's just a line that comes out. and I'm like, what? What like, line? Whatever. We'll get to it later. Oh, I
2: can't. Now I'm on the edge. Now oh, that's know.
0: the point. That's the point. So here comes shit bag. Dr. Silberman, our Dr. Loomis character from Terminator uh-huh. 1. He's walking through the corridor telling other doctors, this next patient I've been following for for years, 29-year-old female diagnosed with acute schizoaffective disorder, depression, anxiety, violent acting out, delusions of persecution, believes a machine called a Terminator, which looks human, of course, was sent back through time to kill her. All the doctors are amused by this humorous anecdote, these assholes, and that the father of her child was a soldier sent back to protect her. The doctors are baffled by this. Like, you can't be serious. Stupid Dr. Silberman goes, oh, he was from the future, too. Mm. Could you imagine all this shit is actually happening? You're in a mental institution locked up, and the doctors are making fun of you when you know exactly what's going on. And you know
2: full well that he built his entire career. I feel like he built his entire career around her. He's Loomis, and and this is his Michael Myers, for sure.
0: They arrive at her door. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Dr. Silberman. She stares at him in complete disgust. She asks him how his knee is. He says it's fine. He tells the other doctors Sarah stabbed him in the kneecap with his pen a few weeks ago. Mm. Clearly, they don't have a good relationship. Dr. Silberman says she's had repeated escape attempts. Duh. And the other doctors look in her viewing window like she's a goddamn zoo animal. Doctor then tells nurses he wants Sarah shot up with Thorazine, which is the exact same drug Loomis wanted Michael Myers injected with in Halloween. And there it is. Look at you. Boom. So now are the roles changing as Sarah Connor now our Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. We Cut to the burbs. Our cop Terminator pulls up to John Connor's house. He questions the far-up foster parents about John's whereabouts. He asks for a photo foster parents say another man was here earlier asking about john too. a big guy on a bike (laughs) slowly the cop terminator looks up and he says now he knows he's got competition looking for john connor yes but nonchalantly plays it off and says nah i wouldn't worry about him and he does a great job robert patrick does a great job through this entire film takes off with the picture of john cut to an atm machine and there's john connor with spudnik from salute your shorts with a stolen ATM card, putting it in the machine, and John has his little computer dingly thing attached to the card that shows him the PIN number. <laughs> punches in the code, and voila, easy money. He says he learned how to do this from his mom, his real mom. The boys run back to John's motorbike to go have some fun, but Spudnik from Salute Your Sorts pulls out a picture of John's mother, Sarah Connor. The picture taken by the little Spanish boy at the end of Terminator 1. Sarah Connor. The pick Reese had of the same pick that Reese had of Sarah Connor that got burnt up in the fire. Spudnik from Salute Your Shorts asks if that's John's mom, if she's cool. John grabs the pick, throws it in his book bag, and says, No, she's a complete psycho. That's why she's in a mental institution. She tried to blow up the computer factory, but she got shot and arrested. She's a total loser. (laughs) What a dumbass. He has no idea what's coming and has totally bought into the hype. Like the doctors, that his mom's crazy. Poor Sarah Connor. What a Absolutely. Bird. What a and bird! And
2: he's, he's a little whiny at this in this movie, too, at certain points. Yeah, a little bit here and there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the boys are off to go spend their stolen cash, but they're spotted by the Arnold Terminator on his motorcycle. We cut to a video of Sarah Connor in the institution. She's watching an old video of herself explaining to Dr. Sullivan the dreams she's having. Not about dogs this time. She's talking about Judgment Day, talking about children looking like burnt paper, not moving. Then the blast wave hits and they fly apart like leaves.
2: And so I have to ask you, because this is where I get very confused. There is an added scene in at one point because there's a theatrical version. Then there's an extended cut. Then there's like a super extended cut. So you have to help me out. And if I jumped ahead, let me know. But in the cut that I watched, we see the playground and we see her disintegrate to nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We see that later on in this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. There's also so if I back up, there's an added scene in this with Reese. Mm-hmm. And well, did you see that in your version?
0: I I I I, I think I seen it a long time ago. I didn't see it in research. For right.
2: This. Where oh, she's yeah. she's forced to take meds, and in this uh, this disgusting uh people that work at the facility force her to take these meds um and the guy licks the side of her face you've right is that later in this movie it's coming it's coming it's coming all right so let me stop because this is where i realized i needed to adjust my notes because the reese thing really threw me off because he's in it and he tells her to get on her feet soldier and then he loves her and he delivers a message to her that uh, they're coming for John and she chases him out of the room and there's a whole dream sequence of them running down the hallway.
0: Yeah, that wasn't see. in that wasn't in my version. That was in your extended version.
2: Definitely. Okay, so now I'm back. I'm back on. I apologize, for that. I'm back. No, on it's
0: all good. It's all good. This all is right. where
2: I got confused because yes. it does jump a little bit there.
0: Yeah, that's that's a little. Nah, that's why I think they edited it much better on the Netflix version. It all makes a lot more sense, yeah. sort of. Okay, we'll get to that later. Sarah, in the video, she's becoming very upset having this to describe her dream. Doctor Silberman is telling her that these are very common dreams about the end of the world. In the video, she's screaming at him that it's not a dream. It's real. She says she knows the date it happens. The doctor still doesn't believe her. Yeah, I'm sure it feels very real to you. Imagine knowing this and the doctor's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Ugh. Sarah says, August 29th, 1997. It's going to feel fucking real to you, too. (laughs) Then she throws in this line that I really don't like. I feel it could have been written better. She goes, anyone not wearing two million sunblock is going to have a real bad day, <laughs> which is just a stupid line, I think. Maybe I mean, she was just, listen, she's on meds.
2: She's in an institution. We've all made bad jokes.
0: I do not like it. I do not.
2: I think. Well, that you know what, Sean, anytime we hang out together now, I'm going to say it. Yo, and I should
0: have wear two million sunblock because I am burnt. I know you got burned. Right
2: <laughs> two million sunblock. Sarah Kano is speaking to you. <laughs>
0: I just thought it was a terrible line. I'm sorry. Everything else she says in the, and does in this movie is absolutely phenomenal. I just, every time I watch this movie, I get like my butthole clenches up because I hate that line so much.
2: <laughs> Call Cameron and tell But me.
0: it's it's a great, it's still a great movie. It doesn't take away from my love. No, of movie. course. It's not. another part not that, that, I, that It's something it. I need. It's something it's I need. It's a pretty
2: absurd line. It's ridiculous. And And considering sort of how serious and tough she is in the entire movie. It's a weird, it is a weird ad as a line right there. I feel
0: like like they were about to hand in the script and some loser in the back was just like, oh, just put this line in really quick, really quick. And then I was like, (laughs) ugh, whatever. It'll happen again later on in the movie. We'll get into it. (laughs) In the video, she begins going crazy, telling the doc he's dead. Everyone in the room's dead. Everything you see is gonna be gone. You're You're the one living in a dream, Dr. Silberman. She's getting riled the hell up. The other nurses begin surrounding her to restrain her in the video. She's screaming that it happens. It's real. She knows it's going to happen. Dr. Silverman pauses the video. Him and Sarah both sitting there watching it. Sarah looks guilty. She tells Doc she's much better now. Tells her her attitude. uh, Doc says her attitude has been improving. She says she has a goal. She says Doc said if he saw improvement in six months, Sarah could be transferred to minimum security and have visitors it's been six months she wants to see her son but dr Silberman could care less
2: oh he, I don't think he ever has an intention of ever letting her go ever letting her go
0: he she made him famous yep tell me more about the Terminator machines could you imagine wasting six months trying to impress this bastard and he just, does not care he says now you think the now you think the Terminator machines don't exist uh she says yeah. they don't she knows that now but you told me many times you crushed one in a hydraulic press which she did we know she did we saw her do it in terminator one she says if i did there would have been some evidence they would have found something at the factory so where the hell did all this goddamn evidence disappear off to bum 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 bum. (laughs) doc goes i see so you don't think the company covered it up anymore sarah says no why would they Cut to this goddamn high-tech office. Mm-hmm. Bunch of computer nerds working in a lab, of course. This new intern kid is looking for Mr. Dyson. Mr. Dyson is the same dude who plays Keanu Reeves' cop boss in the movie Speed, one of my oh. favorite Keanu movies. Oh, look one at you! One of his lines is, Don't get dead. Look at you. Great line. Way better than 2 million SPF or whatever the hell she said. <laughs> this dumb intern kid is not looking where he's going. He's kicking over trash cans. He's talking about tests being done. He says Dyson has to sign for it. Dyson and the intern walk through a series of doors. The intern's like, I know I've been here for a little bit, but do you know where it came from? Mm. Dyson says he once asked the company the same question, and their response, don't ask. Dyson walks through the laboratory with all these scientists in hazmat suits. He approaches a vault with a security card. They put their identical keys in and open the vault. Dyson opens a secret compartment in the wall, and out comes a half-destroyed microchip. And next to it, in a glass case, the goddamn exoskeleton hand that was reaching out from the hydraulic press for Sarah Connor in Terminator 1.
2: Here it is. And here come my questions. Hmm? So, if they didn't have the arm, would they have advanced AI? Pro- I guess not. Okay. So, does any of this happen? Does this timeline make sense? If they don't have the arm, which advances everything, to get us there quicker, do they get there eventually? Is the date pushed back? Probably. Like, didn't them coming back in time cause, like, here we are again. And here I am confused. <laughs> again.
0: Uh, that's a good point.
2: Right? The, the arm is what, and the chip is what helps them advance the technology. Yeah. So yeah. if you remove the chip in the arm, maybe Dyson is just making those fancy vacuums instead. <laughs> And, and the th-
0: world and the world wouldn't get destroyed to a much clearer date like nowadays when it's probably most likely going to get destroyed.
2: Yeah, like I mean, there do they get there? It seems like they wouldn't get there because of the you know what happens later on. So But all this, of
0: these Terminators coming back essentially caused the termination of mankind.
2: Yeah. Where would we I, I don't know. We're in a well, loop. Arnold,
0: Arnold has a great line later on. That's way better than the two million SPF sunblock line that I think explains just the world as a whole, mm-hmm. uh, and, I, and I think would have been the answer to this question you're asking as well.
2: I mean, we get there. I'm, yeah. I'm sure we get there.
0: Yeah, but as quickly, I, I
2: don't know. It's crazy. All right, I'm in. I'm in the time loop. Get me out, Sean. The, me out. These
0: these sons of bitches. They they covered it up. They covered it up. They took these parts. They're working on them. And they got Sarah Connor locked up in a fucking loony bin. Mm-hmm. Dyson's staring at this arm like he is going to be the father of the future. We cut back to Sarah and Dr. Silberman. She asked what he thinks. And, of course, this bastard says, I know you're just telling me what I want to hear. I don't believe you, you believe what you're saying. And if I put you in minimum security, you'll just try and escape again. Mm-hmm. She begs to see her son. He's in great danger, but doc does not care. Could he wants her there me. for another six months. Ugh. What a prick.
2: <clears throat> Forever until he writes his book about it.
0: That will fail, I'm sure. Yeah. Or you know, or sell millions and he'll be a billionaire. Mm-hmm. He begins packing up the stuff to leave, but Sarah's pissed. She lunges at him to choke him. But of course, all the other nurses jump on her restrainer, shoot her meds, and this asshole, Dr. Solberman looks at the camera and goes, Model citizen. Yes. Oh, you know the <laughs> truth. You know the future. You know everything that's going to happen. And they lock you up in a loony bin, and everyone there is calling you a psychopath. And what an
2: awesome cut. So we get model citizen, and then it cuts right to John on the dirt bike.
0: Yep. Right. And yeah. Sputnik riding yeah. on motorcycle Through like right. okay so what the hell is it In California they got these Open underpass tunnels And it's so like, there was
2: water in there And then they they damn they stopped The water so they could film film in
0: there Yeah so like I'm a New Yorker I don't Know what the hell that thing is uh, Whatever it is it's like an underground tunnel
2: Right 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 into Us and
0: tell us uh, Yeah at, at in madness pod on The socials Um either way the arnold terminator spots john and makes a positive identification and the chase is on we cut to cop terminator showing kids a pick of john connor and they rat his ass out he, right went, nowhere, to yeah. the, he went to the galleria mm. the mall they cut to the mall john connor and Spudnik from salute your shorts are in an arcade mm-hmm. cop terminator and arnold terminator are both walking around the mall looking for john and when Arnold arrives at the mall, he passes a row of
2: bikes, like motorcycles, and one of them looks exactly like Sarah Connor's scooter from the original movie. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that they put that there.
0: A little nod to the first one. Yeah. Arnold's got a box of roses. Cop Terminator sees Spudnik and shows him the picture of John Connor and asks if he you know him. And smartly, Spudnik's like, nah, I don't know him.
2: Right. And they're playing, he's playing Missile Command, right? And the
0: Missile Command is
2: uh, you're supposed to save these cities from ballistic missiles. So it's kind of interesting with the rest of everything else we have going on in the movie.
0: He runs over to John and gives him the heads up. The cops are looking for him. So John bails, but Cop Terminator sees him. He begins hunting him down. John's running through the back of the mall. Cop Terminator on one side, Arnold coming down the other side. John runs in Arnold and in slow motion this dude drops the box of roses and pulls out a shotgun and cocks it
2: and we officially get guns and roses in this
1: movie <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man whoa so we had the
2: song and now we have this
0: that i never put two and two together (laughs) son of a bitch Arlie bits is arnold the bad guy like the first one is he the good guy is the cop terminator the good guy or the bad guy what the hell is going on and the trailer, the original trailer, by the way, I watched it because
2: I didn't remember it. They don't give that away. And they, they do a good job of showing both of them. They show Arnold with the gun and, and, and all this other stuff. But they never give away. That's kind of the thing of the trailer, to not give that piece away. So I imagine right after it came out, everybody knew because everyone told everybody but.
0: I'm about to give it away in 30 seconds, so if you have not seen the movie yet, please review it and return back to In Madness Pod.
2: Spoiler alert from a movie that came out in July of 1991.
0: (laughs) John is stuck on one side, Cop Terminator walking toward him, pointing a gun. The other side is Arnold pointing his gun, and then Arnold says it. Get down. Mm. And shoots Cop Terminator. Aw, shit but then we see this big silver shotgun blast through the cop terminator oh Mm. shit for the
2: first time ever sean we get i'm gonna say it liquid
0: metal hey (laughs) there'll be lots more of that
2: yes
0: (laughs) shout outs to my channel liquid metal (laughs) cop terminator points his gun to john and empties his entire clip Arnold grabs John, turns his back, so all the bullets deflect off him, protecting John. Arnold is the good guy. Arnold breaks bum, bum, open bum, 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 bum. Oh, no. <laughs> Arnold breaks open a door and shoves John through it. Then turns around and both our Terminators, fully armed, begin firing at each other. Each round, Arnold pumps off into the cop, gets absorbed, and we see these big silver shotgun blasts protruding out of him. Arnold blasts him six times and finally the cop falls. Arnold stands over him and the bullet holes fade away like water and the cop molds back together and jumps up and grabs Arnold's gun. They're both holding the gun, having this epic face off, looking right into each other's eyes, trying to grab the guns out of each other's hands. And now they start really fighting, breaking bricks, throwing each other through walls, fighting in the middle of them all, throwing each other through glass windows. And we get this great shot of the Terminator cop looking at this silver-coated metal mannequin. <laughs> he gives it a strange look and walks off to find John, who has made his escape.
2: I was wondering maybe he thought the mannequin was attractive or something, since that's their like natural form.
0: Or another one of him. Yeah, yeah
2: or another one.
0: Arnold slowly gets up, begins at the chase once again. John gets to his bike, tries to kick it on, but of course... It won't start. (laughs) The cop finds him and begins approaching and the bike starts and away goes John. But the cop is chasing after him on foot and keeping up with him.
2: That's why I want to know
0: how fast does the does it run? It. Yeah. And that's it makes for one of my favorite parts in the movie later on. Right, like how fast does the T? Yeah, I would imagine they probably would make it run faster than it does. They should make it like, you know, the cartoon feet when they spin in a circle and they go Mm -hmm. like that's how they should be, especially in the future. I would imagine.
2: What is it? What does that sound again? What do they make?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about when they with legs spin in a circle and then they like Speedy Gonzalez.
2: And so Arnold is a T800, right? I think, yeah. Okay. And he's a T1000. Uh huh. Does anyone talk about the
0: T-900? 900? 900, Maybe it's Bishop from Aliens. Oh, we're going to tie all that in together? Oh, no. (laughs) Don't do that to me. Don't do that. (laughs) Maybe it's Brad Pitt in Seven. (laughs) John almost gets hit by an 18-wheeler, but then the door of the guy's truck opens, and it's the cop who throws him out of the truck, and the cop begins chasing John with the truck. He's barreling through cars, causing mass destruction. John makes his way back to the Cali underground tunnel thing that I don't know what it's called. I think it's like an
2: aqueduct or something. Yeah, sure,
0: that's what it is, aqueduct. I should have known that. He thinks he's safe. He stops and looks back, and it's quiet. And then you hear tires screeching. And it's the cop in the truck who drives right off the overpass into the aqueduct where John is, almost destroying the truck, but it does not matter. He will not stop. Finally, Arnold catches up with them and joins the chase, and the cop is on John's ass. (laughs) Arnold begins shooting at the cop's truck. Another overpass is coming up, and the truck is too big to go through it, but it does anyway, tearing the whole roof off the truck. John thinks he might be safe. He looks back, and sure enough, the cop sticks his head up, and he's still there chasing John.
2: And this guy could care less, right? He'd, he'd be on the... I'm going to make a local reference. He'd be on the Meadowbrook in this truck. And he wouldn't care. He'd peel
0: the whole top back like a tunic. On, on the southern state of the on millionth the accident state. on the southern state. Yeah. yeah he could care less. <laughs> he begins bumping John's motorcycle with his truck. Arnold will not have it. He jumps his bike from the street he's driving on and in slow motion down into the aqueduct we get a nice clear shot of schwarzenegger's stunt double on the bike yes it's very yeah. funny he's almost we, got like a fake clay molded chin on To almost we get a back.
2: clear one of john connor on his bike too when he turns the corner when the truck's tracing him all of a sudden it's just this grown man on the bike <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, the chase continues arnold pulls up next to john and with one arm he yanks him off his motorbike and on to arnold's motorcycle The cop crushes John's bike with his truck. Arnold whips out his shotgun and flipping it to cock it. I love that move when he goes, clack, clack. Yeah. Begins shooting out the tires of the truck. And the truck crashes and explodes because it's the 90s. Arnold drives his bike to look. He stops his bike to look back. He waits for the cop. They see nothing and drive away. Then out of the flames. Mm. This silver being walks out, looking like the mannequin in the mall. And as it's walking, it reforms back into the shape and the look of the cop.
2: And that, my friends, is my milking, milking of the alpacas
0: home. Okay, okay.
2: <laughs> right? The first time we see it come out.
0: Wow.
2: And reform amazing to me i don't know what you had but this was my this was my moment i will say now recently (laughs) watching it a lot gotta ask okay so why did the t-1000 come through the portal with no clothes on
0: i mean because nothing dead can make it through right
2: he makes his own clothes they form out of his own liquid metal
0: yeah, but he had a he had to touch the cop in order to get. Well, he could have just
2: touched to, somebody before he left.
0: Yeah, maybe I think he wanted to maybe just travel naked. I think maybe it doesn't work on the other side of the portal. Maybe he's got to start fresh on the other side of the portal.
2: So he had to touch them to form the clothes. He couldn't just form a pair of like overalls. Or no, something? they
0: say it's mimetic. He says it soon. A mimetic poly alloy. It it, it you need it needs to. To contact the thing, it's like an octopus. You ever seen those videos? The octopus, the camouflage. I mean, I get it,
2: but why do you have to reset before you go?
0: (laughs) Maybe it's just a yeah. Maybe it's a different thing each time. Maybe it's different each time. So I
2: would say he's already reset because his natural form
0: is that silver look, right? Yeah.
2: So he formed fake skin to go through the portal. He couldn't just form a pair of briefs
0: <laughs> i i think he knows that he'll get away with more as the cop
2: no he could have been the cop but like the travel wise like he made himself human
0: right yeah so he's
2: just the silver mannequin looking thing as it that would i would assume that's their natural state when they're not trying to disguise themselves Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like the silver surfer so he's disguised himself as a human, as a naked human,
0: <laughs> and
2: anatomically, and uh, mind you, in that scene, uh, and Cameron brings it up too. You, you know, you can see a little bit of Richard Patrick's uh, business uh, in there, and uh, Robert Patrick, not Richard Patrick. <laughs> that would be a completely different movie. Robert Patrick's, and and so. He formed himself as a human, completely anatomically correct as well.
0: Maybe Just, yeah, they showed him like a thing before he left. They're like, this is what you need to look like when you when you arrive there. There's like
2: a briefing before they... Yeah,
0: like, they're fucking robots. I'm sure they have robot briefings. They and, have, they have the only, files. the
2: only photo they had was a naked person.
0: It was a naked person, yeah. They didn't, have,
2: they didn't have any ones with clothes on.
0: It's still about the anatomy.
2: They wanted to make sure he was in current style, although he's just in a cop uniform.
0: But they learn, they learn as they go, as we see in this movie. They learn as they go along. So maybe he just thought he had to be naked the whole time, and then maybe he was like, maybe I should get some clothes, and then maybe like just keep kept upgrading after that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I don't know, I don't know. He should have made his dick like forty five inches long and just swinging across the ground and. Just gigantic balls yeah. or <laughs> ladies' breasts for some reason on his back, like a uh, little Nikki. Yeah,
2: or he just comes through and there's a fly in there. And he just,
0: yeah, because he's got a big snout like Squidward from SpongeBob. Yeah, yeah. Arnold and John are riding the bike, but John has had enough. He's like, "Stop the bike!" Arnold does. John hops off and asks Arnold if he's a Terminator. Yes, Cyberdyne Systems Model One Zero One. John looks at Arnold, his back is full of bullets, and goes, holy shit. He asks if Arnold's a machine, but alive on the outside. He responds, saying, I'm a cybernetic organism, living tissue over metal endoskeleton. John begins poking Arnold's face. Your mom was right, you dumbass. And John, in all of his 90s glory, goes... This is intense. Get a grip, John. (laughs) So cheesy. John says to Arnold, you're not here to kill me, so what's the deal? Arnold tells John his mission is to protect him. John asks who sent him. Arnold says, you did. 35 years from now, you reprogram me to be your protector here in this time. Hmm. John now trusts him. And why'd they wait so long? Was the battle
2: going well? Just to
0: get t- away, just to get away from T one thousand and for all like thirty-three years in the future was it? Oh, yeah, way? yeah. Oh, you meant for that for for the future him to send him back. Yeah, it was yeah. okay for now. It's okay for now. Yeah,
2: yeah. Kind of, yeah, did they try to fight for a little while and send him back, or do they try to send him back right away, or
0: maybe maybe Skynet didn't come up with their idea till much later. Mm-hmm. And maybe he got the, dr- got the drop on him. <laughs> uh, the boys are back on the bike. John is asking, Arnold, is the other guy a Terminator like you? Not like me. A T-1000. Advanced prototype. More advanced than Arnold. Mimetic polyalloy. John asks, what the hell does that mean? And Arnold says it. Channel I've been working on for over a decade. Liquid metal. <laughs> there you go. Arnold tells John they have to leave the city immediately and avoid the authorities. John wants to go home and get his stuff, but Arnold refuses, saying Team 1000 would definitely be there waiting for him. John asks if he's sure, and Arnold goes, I would. Once again, just like Terminator 1, the boys stop at a payphone. <laughs> John hates his foster parents, but he feels the need to warn them. He asks Arnold for a quarter, and Arnold punches the payphone, and all the quarters come out. Uh, the phone rings and foster mom picks up the phone. She's cutting up vegetables. She's asking John to come home. She's worried about him. John tells Arnold something's wrong. She's never this nice. (laughs) And from outside, the dog begins barking. Mm -hmm. Our warning. If there's anything we've learned on Hidden Madness Pod, the animals always know.
2: And we've also learned something else on in man, this pod, which we're going to find out from an added scene
0: in a little bit. Okay. (laughs) John tells Arnold the dog is barking. Foster dad tells mom they got to get rid of that dog. And foster mom looks at dad annoyed, moves the phone to her other ear, reaches out, and we hear this sick sounding noise. Mm -hmm. John asks Arnold if he thinks T-1000 could already be at the house. Arnold snatches the phone from John and begins speaking in John's voice. Fucking artificial intelligence. Mm. Arnold asks John, what's the dog's name? And he goes, Max. In John's voice, Arnold asks foster mom, what's wrong with Wolfie? And zooming in on mom's face, smiling, she says, Wolfie's fine. Just fine. Where are you? Bum, 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 bum. Arnold immediately hangs up the phone and says... Your foster parents are dead i love that line (laughs) cut back to foster mom we see her other arm it's t-1000 the arm is a huge knife going right through foster dad's mouth and the milk box he was drinking
2: oh why why do they always drink out of milk cartons in the who drinks milk
0: like that
2: but also out of the carton. And it's low-fat milk, too, if you notice. That's the thing if who you freeze Who gets it, so.
0: thirsty and wants a creamy glass of milk? Yeah. I'm sorry yeah. if you work for the milk company and are a big In Madness fan. But, like, with cereal, fine. Or coffee, for some people who drink hot beverages like psychopaths, fine. Wait, I, wait, 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 wait. But wait, wait milk?
2: Wait. Just That's milk? It. Let's dial that back a second. You can exclude the milk community if you'd
0: like. But people who drink coffee. Psychopaths.
2: Yeah, you can't. That's that's like ninety-nine point nine percent of our listeners. Sean, you can't you can't do that.
0: Anyone who drinks coffee is a psychopath. Wow. Coffee is gross. Hot beverages are gross. Oh, come on, man. No come ice on. cold water in this cup for me.
2: <sighs> that's a rough one. Those are those are some hot controversial takes in 2022.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh uh so foster mom morphs back into the cop into T-1000 and walks out the door John is freaking out the T-1000 can morph into anything it touches Arnold says not anything it has to be an object of equal size and it can form objects like knives and sharp stabbing weapons
2: and there's an added scene yes, where the T-1000 goes in the back kills the dog Yep. So we get an animal dying in this movie. Always. And tears off the collar and sees that the name Max is on the collar. So So now he's clued everything in. He also goes in a weird part of that scene. He goes into his room and John has a public enemy poster and a prong poster hanging up. Um, And he finds a box of letters from John's mom in the, in like behind a poster in the wall. So John's been keeping these letters from his mom. Ultimately those letters probably contain all the information that, that he needs, you know, to tell him about everything that's coming up. Cause if you think about it, that actually closes a loop of John knowing sort of so much, but by the way, John is supposed to be 10 years old in this movie. That's the timeline. He's like a 15 or 16 year old kid, I think. But he's, he's supposed to be 10 years old. No way. So I don't know when he was taken away from his mom. Presumably he's taken away and doesn't see her for a while, but maybe she's able to send him letters. And that's how she this is one of those scenes where maybe you can't kind of keep it in because maybe that explains how he's able she was able to communicate a lot of that stuff to him, right? Because she hasn't seen him. But yet he sort of has very up to date information about everything unless she was always ranting about it. But I would have to say if he's 10, even if she was ranting about it for the first five years of his life, he's not going to remember that. No way. Right. So you figure if he's five or six and they put him in a foster home. Even if he's eight or or something, it's only a couple of years of where he's even going to remember what she tells him. So I think these letters close that loop a little bit. She's probably been writing him and ranting
0: and raving about uh, what's about to come. Judge, but, yeah.
2: Lee. Moment of silence for Max.
0: Oof. Well, thank God they didn't put that in the movie. Let's <laughs> make pretend that never happened. Yeah. We cut to the cops at the mental institution with Sarah Connor showing her pictures of Arnold Terminator captured by surveillance in 1984. He killed 17 police officers that night. They show her more pictures of Arnold. These ones were taken at a mall today. Sarah is sitting there stone-faced. Stupid Dr. Soberman is pacing around behind her, but she refuses to answer the cops. They say they know she knows Arnold. Her son is missing. His foster parents are dead. Sarah will not respond, which is crazy. You're in a mental institution for telling the truth. Everyone thinks you're crazy. Now the cops are there questioning you about what's showing up in real life. Everything you've been saying is true. And I cannot believe the rage and insanity and torture she must be going
2: through. Also, while they're questioning her. There's a couple cups of coffee in that scene. So if you go by Sean's logic. Psychopaths.
0: The psychopaths. They they should all be in the mental institution together. (laughs) The cops walk away and Sarah very sneakily, quietly grabs a paperclip. They take her back to her room. We cut to John Connor telling Arnold they spent a lot of time in Nicaragua. He says for a while, Sarah was with this crazy ex-Green Beret guy running guns. He says there were other guys too she would shack up with anyone she could learn from so she could teach john how to be a great military leader Hmm. then she got arrested john is super annoyed that his mom was a psycho and everything he grew up learning was bullshit. but now he knows it's all true she knew and nobody believed her not even me that's what i'm talking about imagine that insanity so do you think if we track this timeline just
2: really quick silverman's there with her when she's in the institution but she was arrested and put away so she gets arrested and he's been keeping tabs on her whereabouts since they met before or do they call him because they're like hey this is the person that you talked to before probably a reference yeah yeah like i wonder i feel like he was probably tracking her Kind of keeping tabs on her the entire
0: time. Because he knew she was a psych. Well, thought she was a psych. Right,
2: and thought he could build a career off of her.
0: John wants to break his mom out. Arnold refuses. Says T-1000 will copy Sarah Connor and wait for John to make contact. Mm -hmm. John asks what will happen to her. Arnold says termination. John refuses. He wants to go get her, but Arnold won't go. It's not mission priority. He's holding on to John so he won't go anywhere. And John begins screaming for help and says, let me go. And Arnold drops him on his
1: ass.
0: (laughs) And annoyed, John goes, what the hell did you do that for? And Arnold goes, because you told me to. Hmm. John goes, you have to do what I say, huh? Arnold says, it's one of my mission parameters. John makes him prove it. He tells Arnold to stand on one foot, and he does. (laughs) John is stoked. He now has his own toy Terminator to play with. While he was screaming for help, some dudes heard him. They walk over to help, but then John tells him to screw off.
2: Some muscle-bound dudes getting into, like, a
0: Trans Am. Yeah. It looks like every wrestler in the 80s. (laughs) They get mad. They call him a dipshit. Offended and smiling because of his newly acquired friendship, John tells Arnold first to put his leg down because he still got it up. (laughs) And then John goes, did you just call me a dipshit and tells Arnold to grab this guy? Arnold picks the dude up by his hair and guy begins screaming. His friend tries to help him, but Arnold takes the guy's arm, pulls it off his neck, pulls out a gun, cocks it in his face, and John pushes the gun away. But Arnold still fires off a shot. Mm hmm. John screams at Arnold to put the gun down, and the guys run away. And it's funny the way he puts the gun down, right? He just,
2: like, quickly places it on the ground, like, oh, I'm in trouble. Yeah, it's really funny.
0: John yells at Arnold for almost killing the guy. Arnold goes, what do you want from me? I'm a Terminator. (laughs) John lays down the law. He tells him he's no longer a Terminator. You can't just go around killing people. Mm -hmm. Why? (laughs) John's like, you just can't. Arnold doesn't understand. John tells him they're going to go get his mom, and he orders Arnold to help him. He gives him back his gun, and we cut to T-1000, pulling up to the mental institution. Inside, Sarah Connor is getting strapped to her bed, and this fucking creepy nurse leans in and licks her face.
2: Yeah, Just so something. that in. before that, they're forcing meds on her. And that's how they get her into that's how they get her into that bed. They're like they've got her pinned to the ground, a couple of them, and they're forcing the meds on her.
0: Yeah. You know, this shit probably happens 90% of the time in these places with these absolutely awful licking yeah. the patient's faces. Uh, Sarah's playing it off. Well, she lets this dirt bag lick her face and let la- dude laughs and walks off. Once he's gone, she spits out the paperclip and begins to free herself. T-1000 walks into the building. He goes up to the lady at the front desk and asks for Sarah Connor. She tells, Sarah him, R- uh, Sarah Connor. <laughs> she tells him he's late, but the other cops and Dr. Silberman are walking towards them. She looks back and T-1000 is gone. The night watchman cop inside the psych ward lets out the other cops. He's walking the corridor, out the door, out on the floor, which has these cool black and white boxes on it, like a checkerboard design. Mm -hmm. And in liquid form, the floor begins taking shape into a man, but still has the checkerboard pattern, which is awesome.
2: Very cool. Very cool. I just hope those weren't asbestos
0: tiles. <laughs> you know it was. That was so cool when they closed down school for a couple days to remove the asbestos tiles. I was like, three days off of school? Awesome. Yeah. I love that they only closed it down for three days, by oh, the way. Oh, please. Yeah, please. The kids, they're fine. They're fine. Okay. They're okay. Smoking walk it off. Yeah, smoking three <laughs> cigarettes at a time. Yeah. But then because the white night watchman stepped on him, T-1000 has absorbed his traits. Hmm. He morphs into the night watchman. He takes shape right behind the guy as he's getting coffee from the machine. He turns around and he is face to face with himself in complete disbelief. T-1000 raises his hand, pointing at the night watchman and boom! Turns his finger into a long, sharp object and sticks it right into the guy's face and it comes out the other side of his head.
2: And then he tilts his head to the side like Michael Myers. Oh! Uh! <laughs>
0: he does yes yeah wow that can't Lord. be an accident the guy drops his coffee on the floor that is so cool and he's dead <laughs> t-1000 T- dumps the guy's body in a storage closet and begins making his way to sarah connor's room all the while she's picking her room lock with the paper clip we see the dirtbag nurse who was licking her face walking through the corridor in the janitor's closet he notices a mop with the handle broken off he goes to shut the door and behind his back comes Sarah Connor with the broken part of the mop handle and whacks this asshole across the face with it. She starts beating the shit out of him and drags his body into her room. And I think we
2: we get that spot of him licking her face so that we're not the least bit sympathetic for him when this happens, right? We make him the worst human being.
0: Um, Yeah. She takes his keys and his nightstick and begins running through the hallway on the other side of the building. We see T-1000 stalking, looking for Sarah.
2: She has a really animated run, too. Right? She's bouncing. She she hops before she She, runs. She's she's ready for this. She's been waiting for this moment.
0: He's looking for Sarah, getting closer to where she's at. We see Dr. Silberman in a caged-off area of the psych ward talking to another nurse and in walks Sarah Connor. She throws the nurse the keys. He reaches up to catch him. She slams him in the gut with a nightstick and whoops his
1: ass.
0: (laughs) Dr. Silberman goes to hit the alarm and she breaks his arm with the nightstick and clubs him in the back of the knee, which drops him to the floor. (laughs) She takes one of the nurse's needles and stabs him and stabs the nurse on the floor in the ass with it to keep him asleep. Angrily, Dr. Silberman says, you broke my arm. And she goes, there's 215 bones in the human body and that's just one
2: don't move except when i looked it up it said there are 206 so,
0: i was waiting for you to lucy this and when she says three million years and you're like yeah. it's actually like a hundred million years i was like some of these numbers gotta be wrong and, and vertebrae is gonna have the oh, right it's like is
2: it 215 it's gotta be right so i just happened to look it up and
0: it said two, and what i found on a couple of sites was 206 well, this was 1991. Maybe in 2023, we've grown. Uh, we've maybe decreased some bones in our body. Perhaps, perhaps or withering we're, away. We're slowly evolving. Yeah, or withering away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she grabs a bottle of liquid rooter out of the cleaning supply cart in the room and slams it down in front of him. She sticks the needle in the bottle and fills up the tube all the way. And now Dr. Silverman is scared shitless.
2: By the way, Sean, new homeowner, you are don't ever put anything like that down your pipes.
0: Oh no, you got to do not that. It's not liquid rooter, but I heard, I heard uh liquid plumber is better. No for good.
2: Pipes. No oh good. yeah. Corrosive agent.
0: Okay. Here's
2: your, here's your trick. Here's your side note for everyone listening. Like I want to hear more T2, but, uh, periodically put bleach down your drains. Okay. Or bleach, let it sit a little, run some hot water after it, and your drains will stay spotless. Look at
0: you. uh, you
2: In madness. In
0: advice as well.
2: We're helping you with the future, the past, (laughs) liquid metal robots, (laughs) and now plumbing.
0: (laughs) And food. What can we do? Uh, Dr. Silverman scared shitless. Arnold and John pull up to the mental hospital. John makes Arnold swear he's not going to kill anybody, but he's a machine. He doesn't know what it's like to swear. Mm. John makes him put up his hand and say, I swear I won't kill anyone. (laughs) And he says, I swear I won't kill anyone. (laughs) They pull up to the front gate. A cop comes out to tell him it's not visiting hours. Arnold pulls out his gun and pops a cap in each one of the guy's legs. John starts freaking out. Arnold opens up the gate, grabs the cop's bullet while he's on the floor screaming in agony. Arnold throws the bullets to John and says, he'll live.
2: Yeah, he's just going to give everyone throughout the rest of the film, he's just going to destroy everybody's knees.
0: Whatever works. (laughs) But he also does it in epic fashion. Cut to Sarah Connor approaching more cops at the exit. But this time she's got a needle full of liquid chemical in Dr. Soberman's neck with her thumb on the plunger. They refuse to open the door. Doc tells them, just open it. They do. She gets to them. She gets them to open the security door on the other side to escape. They do it. And out jumps another nurse who pulls the needle out of Doc's neck. Mm. Sarah Connor whoops his ass and makes her run for it. All the other nurses begin chasing her. One of the cops hits the alarms, which alerts T-1000. who Then begins following the sound of the alarm towards Sarah Connor. She's running through the halls of the mental hospital, narrowly avoiding being captured by the other nurses. She manages to escape them all, gets to the elevator. The door opens and out walks Arnold the Terminator. Bum, 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 bum. Sarah stops dead in her tracks and falls to the floor in absolute horror. She cannot believe what she's seeing. He's back to kill her, or so she thinks. She runs away. Out of the elevator comes John. She never saw John. She's running away from Arnold. She gets jumped by the gang of nurses, screaming, he's going to kill us all. John (laughs) tells Arnold, help her. Arnold, one by one, begins throwing nurses all over the place, into windows, into walls, any way to incapacitate them without killing them. A lady cop comes and whacks Arnold in the face and breaks his sunglasses.
2: Oh, don't do that.
0: Don't do that. Now, now he's pissed. Yeah, he grabs he her by the face and shoves her and sends her flying back like 20 feet. In total shock, Sarah is staring at Arnold. Finally, John grabs her and begins screaming to her, but she is still in total shock looking at Arnold. Then finally she realizes John is there. With Arnold. She is in absolute shock, has no idea what's going on and arnold finally says it come with me if you want to live (laughs) the exact line said by reese in the terminator john tells her it's okay she gives arnold her hand and he helps her off the floor
2: imagine if i got it wrong
0: right (laughs) it's like
2: he finally says it fuck you asshole
0: Nice night for a walk, eh? Exactly. Oops. (laughs) Wrong line. (laughs) Uh, It's adorable. Mortal enemies, now teammates. Yeah, here we go. Buddy comedy. And right on time, here comes T-1000. He stops because the gate in front of him is closed and locked shut. And T-1000 walks through the locked gate. And? Since he's made of liquid metal. (laughs) However... His gun is solid, and it gets stuck, so he has to turn around and move his hand and let the gun through the gate with him. Mm -hmm. And stupid, pompous, son-of-a-bitch-ass Dr. Silberman is right there watching it all happen. And he survives. He's got the cap from a needle in his mouth. He was getting ready to stab Sarah with, and upon seeing T-1000 walk through the gate in total shock, the cap drops right out of his mouth. It's amazing. Now do you believe, you stupid bastard? Then the guns start going off. Arnold's blasting T-1000 with the shotgun. T is absorbing all the shots. He keeps running at Arnold, firing his handgun. Arnold is running to Sarah and John in the elevator. The bullets are ricocheting off his back. He gets in the elevator. The doors close, but that's not stopping Mm T-1000. Gigantic sharp knife goes in the small slit in the middle of the closed elevator doors. And then the knife like liquid molds into two pry bars and T prys open the elevator doors. Arnold sticks his shotgun right in T's face and blasts his head open. (laughs) Phenomenal shot of T 1000 head split in two with his pry bar metal hands. And he's all moving around all creepily and crap. It's very thing. It looks like the
2: thing a little bit. Um, and in production, they called this sauce head. That was
0: the code name for it. I love it. This creepy looking creature thing. But then the head molds back together like liquid. And he pries the doors back open and jumps on top of the elevator. He forms his arms into sharp knives and begins stabbing in the top of the elevator to try and kill them.
2: And I, I would say just make those knives longer.
0: Yeah. Right? yeah. So
2: then, can he just make them longer?
0: Yeah, instead of having to stab.
2: No, just make them, as he's stabbing in there, just make them, like, much longer. They'd get all the way to the bottom.
0: That's true, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think you need some force each time to, like, hopefully get them solidly. Because <laughs> then if they're just all the way to the floor, they're just going to get, like, I don't know, cut or something. He needs yes. to detail.
2: But he makes other shapes with it.
0: Yeah, he should have just made more knives out of the one knife and just been like 10 knives maybe, like knife fingers. Yeah, I mean, I guess the movie ends then, but yeah. (laughs) Arnold begins pumping off shotgun rounds. Sarah grabs Terminator's handgun and starts firing off shots into the top of the elevator. Love to see it. Mortal enemies becoming teammates. One of Team 1000's knife arms cuts open Sarah's back. She gets hurt for a minute, but she's built hard as fuck now. She then goes back to reloading her gun. They make it down to the parking garage, and a cop car pulls up. Sarah points her gun at the cop and tells him to get out. Arnold grabs the cop and throws him into a pole and knocks his ass out. Then we see T-1000 in liquid form, slipping through one of the big shotgun blast holes in the mm-hmm. roof of the elevator. He falls through it like a liquid turd. Then reforms <laughs> back into liquid human shape and begins chasing after them in the cop car. He is running at them in liquid form. He kind of looks like the Silver Surfer
2: right and how fast can he run that's what we never know right
0: I i love the way he runs at them no matter what while he's running he morphs back in the cop form
1: mm-hmm.
0: one by one sarah and arnold are shooting at him while arnold is driving the cop car backwards they run out of ammo they hand their weapons to john to refill since he's got all the ammo terminator's been collecting in his book bag mm-hmm. but t 1000 is absorbing every bullet you see the cool liquid bullet holes protruding from his body. But if there's anything we've learned about Terminator on In madness pod, they will not stop. <laughs> T-1000 keeps getting shot. But he keeps absorbing bullets and seems to run at them even faster. Arnold whips the car around and before he can get away, T-1000 uses his pry bar hands and slams it into the trunk of the car. And we get this great shot of Arnold driving off and on attached to the trunk of the car is T-1000's body just dragging along the floor. He begins crawling up the trunk of the car and slams his liquid metal arm through the back window, almost killing John. Arnold tells Sarah to drive. She grabs the wheel. Arnold leans out the driver window and shoots T-1000's arm, disconnecting it from the trunk. Then blasts T one more time, which gets him off the trunk completely. And I love this shot because he gets blasted off the trunk so he's on the street rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling and in the same motion where he stops rolling he gets right back up on his feet and starts running right back at them it is sick very cool he's making a clanging
2: sound as he's rolling right you hear the metal clang 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 on the ground the only thing i wonder is why he doesn't always make a clanging sound when he walks yeah when he runs when he walks all his stuff is made out of that same metal
0: right the shoes
2: his whole outfit
0: maybe maybe it's not maybe maybe he can he can mimic a shoe and maybe he can mimic like a hard thing
2: so you're saying he's he's mimicking the consistency of the sole of a sneaker or shoe in this case so i think i think if you touch those he's mimicking the consistency of
0: Metal for the metal blade. I think so. I think if you touch T1000 shoe, it would feel like a shoe, and not. But isn't like it that.
2: all just liquid metal? I,
0: yeah, but it's mimetic poly alloy, and I don't know what the hell that means. But I do like to think that if it's like mimetic, that it's like mimicking something. If that's what that okay. even means, and that it's like mimicking a shoe, and like it like the thing. It's copying the things that it absorbs. Okay. Perhaps. I don't know. Okay, I'll <laughs> I buy it. You got me. Um, I love how he rolls and gets up and just keeps chasing after them. These Terminators will not stop until it's physically impossible for them to keep going. John sees a piece of T-1000's pry bar embedded in the trunk. He grabs it and throws it off, and the piece lands on the street, melts into liquid, T-1000 walks up to it, and the liquid crawls to his foot, and now he is whole again. Yeah, very cool. That's very cool. He looks at the car driving away and walks away to form another plan of action. Hmm. Arnold, Sarah, and John are making their escape. Sarah seems like she wants to give John a hug, which he seems more than happy to return, but she's just checking him for bullet wounds. Sarah gets pissed at John for trying to break her out of the mental institution. She says, you could have gotten yourself killed. You can't risk your life to protect me. You're too important. He says he had to get her out of there. She snaps at him and tells him she can take care of herself. And John, heartbroken, begins crying. Arnold sees this in the rearview mirror, and he turns and asks John what's wrong with his eyes. And he says, <laughs> nothing. Sarah asks Arnold what his deal is. We cut to the T-1000, walking back to the mental institution, and is approached by a cop on a motorcycle. T-1000 looks at the cop creepily and says, say... That's a nice bike.
2: <laughs> and this whole scene with them in the car is weird. Like the special effects are amazing in this film, but this car scene, if you watch it, the way he's driving and the way it's zigzagging back, it's, it's sort of the most unrealistic scene in the whole. with a movie with all this liquid metal and all these crazy stuff going on. This, this scene feels very much like they're just on a trip being towed by a trailer and talking while they blow a fan on them it's a weird and i think what did it this service for me is watching it in 4k because sometimes 4k is not great for older movies because it brings some things that you may have been lost in the film grain up to the front in some cases all the scenes with the t1000 look so
0: incredible but in other cases like this you, you kind of falls flat a little bit i think Cut to Arnold pulling into a gas station. They pull the cop car into the garage and reevaluate their plan. Terminator sewing up Sarah Connor's bruised back. Crazy thinking how they were in Terminator One and how they are now in Terminator Two. Bonding and taking care of each other. John asks Arnold if he knows what he's doing. He says he has very detailed data on human anatomy. And Sarah says, "I bet." Makes you a more efficient killer. And Arnold says, "Correct." <laughs> yes. Cut to Sarah now pulling all the bullets out of Arnold's back. Again, crazy to see them helping each other. John holds up Arnold's jacket to a faint light, and we see a dozen holes in the back of Arnold's jacket. (laughs) John asks if it hurts when he gets shot, and Arnold says the data could be called pain. He can sense injuries. John asks how long Arnold can live, and he says his power cell lasts for 120 years. John asks if Arnold can learn new things he hasn't been programmed with to appear more human and not to be so much of a dork all the time. Arnold says his CPU is a neural net processor, a learning computer. The more contact he has with humans, the more he learns. Mm -hmm. Cut to John falling asleep in the car, in the cop car, Savage chilling, smoking a stove, watching Arnold. who We see standing guard with his shotgun in the exact same spot in the exact same position from night till morning. And right here is an added scene. And this is a
2: this is a big one. So they discuss him changing so he's not such a dork all the time. Um, and they decide to reset his switch in his brain with the chip. So they cut his head open and they take the chip out. They cut the side of his head open and they remove this chip. And then Sarah wants to smash it with a hammer or a mallet or something and kind of end it all right there. John stops her. Um, and then they put it back in and resets it. What's interesting about this is yes, you could explain that he's changing as he goes along because he's learning, but this adds a big piece of like, yes, he may have been learning as he was with humans, but he really, from this point forward really starts to change who he is with John and this scene makes it a bit more about like the computer part and the mechanical part, whereas the rest of it without this scene make it more just this natural evolution in their relationship. Um, so interesting scene, I would say everyone should check it out, but um, yeah, I, I don't know that it needs it, and then it cuts right to sleeping in the car and Arnold standing there.
0: And we cut to Arnold smashing his fist through a random car window. He lets John in the car. Arnold rips the housing off the steering wheel, just like he did in Terminator 1. But John pulls the sun visor down and the keys fall out. He shakes the keys in Arnold's face and says, are we learning yet?
2: (laughs) Yeah, and once again, they're in a station wagon.
0: We then see that once again. (laughs) Sorry. Arnold has stolen a station wagon. Yeah, he love station wagons. I took your line. Very similar to the one in Terminator 1 and Halloween. If we ever get a In Madness mobile,
2: if we ever take this uh, show on the road. Station wagon. It's got to be a station wagon. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> R- Vertebrae will not be there.
2: That won't be there, but... <laughs> I will make sure the car is gassed up and ready yeah
0: yeah you just venmo me some gas money and i'll I'll take my easy pass yeah arnold tells sarah they have to get far from the city she tells him head south arnold says affirmative but cool kid 90s john connor isn't having this Mm. no 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 you got to listen to the way people talk you can't say affirmative you say no problemo and if someone approaches you with an attitude you say Eat me, all right, Bart Simpson. And if you really want to piss them off, say, hasta la vista, baby. (laughs) So 90s. And then Arnold says, hasta la vista, baby. John says, yeah, or later, dickwad. Or if someone gets upset, you say, chill out. Or you can do combinations. And Arnold goes. What is it? You do it. Chill out, dickwad. There it is. And now John is stoked because Arnold is learning. And Arnold says, no problemo. <laughs> but I feel the first Terminator had some of these responses as well. Like, fuck you, asshole. Yes. So he's yeah. already learning from back then. Yeah, I think this is just to show them bonding a little C- Connecting. Bit. Eventually, the car craps out overheating. Arnold pulls into another gas station. He's filling up with antifreeze or whatever. And there's children playing around him with guns, with mm-hmm. real guns, pointing them in each other's face. Insane, some shit you definitely wouldn't see.
2: Real guns are just I don't
0: know. They look like real guns. This is definitely I think they're
2: toy guns. You have to remember that toy guns then now they have to paint them bright colors. Uh but back then they could look very realistic. I think these I think these are just toy guns that look some
0: shit you would never see in a movie today due to the world becoming absolutely batshit crazy. Hmm. John says, We're not gonna make it, are we? People, I mean. And then Arnold spits the most knowledge I've heard spoken in any movie or real life situation ever. He says, it's in your nature to destroy yourselves. Mm. John goes, major drag, huh? <laughs> Sarah approaches Arnold and asks how Skynet guilt's built. Who's responsible? Miles Bennett Dyson. Hmm. He's the director of special projects at Cyberdyne Systems Corporation. She asks, why him? Arnold says in a few months, he creates a revolutionary type of microprocessor. In three years, Cyberdyne will become the largest supplier of military computer systems. All stealth bombers upgraded with Cyberdyne computers becoming fully unmanned. After that, they fly with a perfect operational record. They pass a Skynet funding bill. The system goes online August 4th, 1997. Human decisions are removed from From strategic defense, Skynet begins learning at a geometric rate. It becomes self-aware, 2.14 a.m. Eastern Time, August 29th. In a panic, they try and pull the plug, but Skynet fights back. It launches its missiles against the targets in Russia because Skynet knows the Russian counterattacks will eliminate its enemies here. Sarah asks Arnold how much he knows about Dyson. He has detailed files wow and and this is
2: so heavy so we get arnold's line about humanity and then we get this piece which is super heavy and there was originally a little scene in between there which really would have taken away from the heaviness but it's an added scene where he's trying to teach arnold how to smile and arnold's like scanning somebody's face at the gas station when they get food and he And he does smile and we'll have to post a picture of him smiling this very awkward smile in the scene. But with that scene in there, it loses this weight. It's super heavy right now. And he does smile. He does
0: smile later.
2: He does smile later, which if that scene's in, you know that he sort of learned to smile from him. But I don't think that scene being out takes away from that
0: moment. Didn't need it. Didn't need it. Sarah asks how much he knows about Dyson. Arnold has detailed files. Sarah wants to know everything. What he looks like. Where he lives. Everything. And my friend, you'll find out everything about Miles Bennett Dyson next week on a brand new episode. Part two of Terminator 2 Judgment Day of In Madness Pod with myself, Sean the Butcher. And my buddy Vertebrae Thirty Three. <laughs> oh my God, we we have gone like so long already in this,
2: and now we still have a lot of movie to go. But we we warned you this was going to be a long one. There's a, there's not, there's we're hard pressed to find scenes in this movie that aren't iconic. Almost all of these scenes are iconic.
0: So have you got all your naughty bits for part one of Terminator Two: Judgment Day in Madness Pod episode sixteen?
2: I think so we discussed uh your re- recent situation how to clear your drains uh yeah we got we got all our we got all our gnarly bits in
0: T1000 tilts his head like Michael Myers yes yeah.
2: yeah guns so, and roses multiple times Guns it roses
0: Yo, what a what a thrilling episode. Uh, uh, thank you for listening. Participate on the socials at InMadnessPod. InMadnessPod at gmail.com. We're on YouTube. We got the InMadness playlist. We want to hear from you. In Madness Monday. It's the best day of the week if you're listening to this. Are we going to sing that song? Is there a song? Like, it's another In Madness, Madness Monday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like your version Uh, and i liked your milking of the alpacas moment i have not had mine yet Uh, Oh, real quick do you have this on vinyl the soundtrack i do not (sighs) i do
2: not i failed you for the last time (laughs) thank you everybody Uh, for listening we appreciate it we will see you in just one week and we will help you get through that monday
0: I, I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying we'll be back again because we ended the last four episodes. Saying right, with we'll
2: be back I actually. know we are running a joke right into the ground. Uh, the way they drive trucks at this movie is the way we drive jokes right into the ground. But we will be back with part two of T two in one week. Bum 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 bum.